Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, you can. Hello. So welcome particularly to anybody who's new here today. A very warm welcome. I know we're getting back towards normal, whatever normal is, with uh, children back at school, etc. So I think next week will probably be our, probably our first proper normal morning. But uh, very warm welcome if it is your first time here or if you are visiting today. I'd just like to pray before we start. Let's ask God to move this morning. Holy Spirit, we do invite you to touch our hearts. Lord, we rejoice in this wonderful testimony we've just heard about your power. And Lord, we just want to ask, Holy Spirit, will you speak to our hearts today? Will you touch our hearts? Will you captivate our hearts with all that you're doing in us and in us as a body? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, my name is Andrew, if you don't know me. I lead one of the small groups that we have in the church called Emmanuel Communities. And for the last three years, I've also been leading a prayer group once a month for the Middle East. So more on that later on. This morning, I want to share with you a prophetic word that God gave to me on the morning we moved into this building. So way back in May. For whatever reason, I didn't get the opportunity to share. It was quite a busy morning, so I... So I wrote the word down in the next week and uh, recorded it. And then shortly after that, Alan asked me if I'd like to preach in the summer. And I thought, yeah, that'd be good. And I could speak on this. And we agreed that that would be a a good idea. And then in June, John Parker, one of the elders in the church, preached on the river of God from Ezekiel 47, which was the same word that I had. (laughs) So I was sitting there going, oh, you know, the flesh goes, he's taken my word. (laughs) And the spirit says, well, maybe that's because... God wants to say it more than once, you know. So I really prayed about it. I felt God saying, yes, you really need to bring this word as well. It's it's going to emphasize what God is saying to us. God often speaks through two or three witnesses. So I really believe that it's right that I bring this word now to build on the word that, uh, that John shared in June. And what I'd like to say, if you haven't heard that word, it is available on our website. I think it's from around June time, but you can search under John's name. Uh, it's a very, very important word for us a, as a church. And to summarize it, what John said is that the river is flowing. So if you don't remember anything else from John's sermon, it's the river is flowing. Okay? And that's from Ezekiel 47. So we're going to develop that theme today. And we're going to go into that in more detail. But first of all, I want to share a testimony. And those of us who were here last week, we heard John encourage us to share testimonies. What is God doing in our lives? And that builds faith, as we heard this morning from Tina. So way back in May, just before we moved into the building here, um, both of my parents ended up in hospital at the same time, which is very inconvenient and it was very weird because they were both in the same hospital in different wards at the same time. So my mother was quite poorly. She'd been frail and she had confusion. So she was going to go into hospital anyway. But what happened is the two days before, my dad had a fall in the garden, hurt his neck. And because he was so concerned about her, he thought, well, I've got to get this checked out at some point, but I need to make sure that she's okay. So when she went into hospital on a Thursday night, he decided to go to casualty to A&E, where they looked at him, and they found he'd broken a bone in his neck, which is why it was so painful. It was put to me at one point that he'd broken his neck, which sounded even more <laughs> scary, but um, he's, he had just broken a bone in his neck, and they were able to, to, to put a brace on that, and uh, that's healed now. But at the time, it was really upsetting as you can imagine You're not just one of your parents both of your parents in hospital they live in london i live in durham so you feel that distance it's really hard to to be there fortunately my brother lives in london so he was able to be there uh, be on site and help them with a lot of the practicalities 
Um, so to bring that story up to date, they're both now out of hospital and they're both doing very well. But at the time, it was, it was upsetting, as you can imagine. I was reading one of the passages we're going to share now. God really spoke to me through that. So I'd, I'd like to read from Psalm 46, uh, and then we'll, we'll look at um, what God said to me there. It says in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, And the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. And when I read verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Something happened in my heart. It's like I was in that river and I was able just to be at complete peace about the situation, relaxing in the goodness of God. Because that is a river that makes us glad. And just it's a sense of peace that came into my heart. Now that was the Sunday morning that we moved into this building. So as you do, I was praying in the morning and I thought, there's a river. I've heard that somewhere before. Some people will know about this, but some people it will mean nothing to. Um, I will explain myself in a minute. So, many years ago, in fact, I think 29 years ago, at Stonely Bible Week in 1994, there was a, a song called There's a River. So, if anybody was there, just wave at me. I will be a very few of you. There's a few, yeah. A wonderful song called There's a River. And if you also remember, 94 was the time when God poured out his spirit in great power from Toronto. And we, we were enjoying that river at Stonely. But I was really... T- brought to that song that morning and I don't know if other people do this but I put the song on YouTube and I listen to it and it's a good recording if you want to it's a quite old one from, but it's, it's there it's not a video it's just a recording but I'm going to read the words to you because I really think it's what God wants to say to us this morning there's a river flowing from the throne not a gentle stream but powerful flow it brings the city of God such joy and springs up fountains in her midst on the banks the trees are full of life the fruit just grows all year round the leaves are green and never seem to die therefore the healing of the world I'm not going to sing it but here it goes there's a river there's a river there's a river flowing from the throne there's a river there's a river and it flows throughout the world and it's a wonderful joyful song so it just God was really speaking to me so I listened to this song a couple of times and just my heart was really bursting obviously that Sunday morning we were thinking we're coming into the Durham the Durham Centre the Emmanuel Centre uh, and God is is doing something new amongst us so the next thing I thought what well, river I know what river means it means Ezekiel 47 so if we can have Ezekiel 47 up I'm going to um, read that passage it's the same passage that we looked at um, when John spoke but I want us to come back to this passage and really get into the river in the sense get into the word of God let's get into this passage what is God saying to us so let's read that together the man brought me back to the entrance to the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east for the temple faced east the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple south of the altar then he brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside of the outer gate facing east and the water was trickling from the south side As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, which is about half a kilometre, and then he led me through water that was ankle deep. 
He measured off another thousand cubits and he led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah where it enters the Dead Sea. It empties into the sea, the salty, and where it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish, because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engeglium. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So, an amazing passage I think we're familiar with, talking of what God is doing. So now I just want to read, this is the word that I wrote it down um, the week after God gave me. This is what I felt that God was saying to us as a church. So, we have the word of God, which is timeless, it speaks to to, um, the whole church across all eternity. But God then speaks prophetically at times. I felt God saying this very much to us, prophetically as a church. This is what he, he said. I believe God is saying to us as we move into the Emmanuel Center that there is a river for us to enjoy. The river is the river of the Holy Spirit flowing from the throne of God. Each of us has the choice whether we enter the river or whether we simply stay on the banks. In the passage in Ezekiel 47, it speaks of the river of God flowing from the throne of God and the progression that takes place as Ezekiel is taken deeper into the river. There are four stages ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then no longer able to stand deep or to be able to swim in. Four stages. Each time the man is leading Ezekiel, he takes him a step further, deeper into the river. And I felt very clearly God is saying to us that our move into the Emmanuel Center was like one of those stages that Ezekiel experienced as he went deeper into the river. God is saying We are entering a new phase of a deep experience of his spirit. And this phase will lead to greater fruitfulness. The end of the passage in Ezekiel talks about the river entering the sea. Where where there are swarms of living creatures and there are trees on the banks of the river. That are for the healing of the nations. So that's what I felt God is saying. And the, the key part of that is that God is moving us as a church. He's moving us from one phase to another. I don't want to speculate which one we're at. I don't want to say we're ankle deep going to need. That's really not the point. The point is that God is speaking to us about moving. And he's moving us not just a shuffle forwards, but he's moving us a phase forward. So if you think going from ankle deep to knee deep or knee deep to waist deep, that, that is a significant move. And I believe God's saying it to us because he wants to prepare us. God loves to share with us what he's doing. And he wants to encourage us. And we'll look a little bit later on is how, how do we respond to a word like that? How do we apply it to our lives? But God is saying, let's get this clear, that God wants us to move From one phase to another. So what I'd like to do is put the two things together. John's word, the river is flowing, over here, 
And God's taking us deeper to another stage. So the river is flowing and God is taking us deeper. And we're going to look at what our response should be to that. But then on that Sunday morning, I kind of went on a little bit and thought, right, river. So I, I like doing these Bible things. And I mean, where does the river go? go it, 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 it talks about it in Revelation 22. That's really the, the, um, the last passage I'd like us to look at. So in Revelation 22, if you've got a Bible, you can turn to that. It'll be on the screen. It says, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, clear, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the, river, stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And if, you're, if you've been listening carefully... There's a phrase here which has been added in that wasn't in the Ezekiel passage. Okay, It says, the leaves of the tree are for healing in Ezekiel. Here it says, of the nation. So what we're seeing is a greater revelation. So the Old Testament is talking it's healing. We now see it's for the healing of the nations. And we've been involved. Ian just stole about a minute of my sermon, which is great. So I've got another minute to use on something else. Because I was going to tell you all the wonderful things that are happening in the nations at the moment. All the teams that are out there. Um, but Ian's covered that wonderfully. So thank you, Ian. Um, but I just wanted to reflect on what God is doing amongst us. So last week again, God, God spoke through John. John was saying um, from Isaiah. If you've got the Isaiah passage, Isaiah forty-three nineteen, It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And as I was thinking about that passage, do we know what God's doing? What's God doing amongst us? And I just want us to reflect a little bit. The last few years, God has been doing something very significant amongst us to do with the nations. God has brought into this church, I've counted about four, maybe more couples who've had significant experience as missionaries in the nations. God has brought them to us. What's God doing? God's bringing people with great experience. And then out of that, we've seen what we call Emmanuel Global Reach being born. It's, it's kind of a, it's our move to the nations. It's how we're organizing ourselves to go to the nations. And out of that, we've seen small teams going out to the nations. We've already had the Bulgaria team this year. We've heard about trips to Turkey, trips to India, trip to Mexico. It's, 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 God is doing something. And then the other thing that God's been doing amongst us is prayer groups. And that's what I started off talking about. So three years ago, I felt God strongly speaking to me to start a prayer group for the Middle East. I wasn't quite sure where it was going to go, but I just met with Angus. Angus and Helen spent some time in, in the Middle East, in, in Saudi Arabia. And Oman. And we just started this group and God's really been using it to stir our heart for the nations of the Middle East. And then a little while later we had the European prayer group. I think Eleanor's here. They started the Mid- Middle East prayer group. That's now uh, being led by Denny, Danny and, and Raluca. Uh, and then we've got an Africa prayer group that started recently. I can't see. Yeah, are they not here today? I don't think they are. Um, Obi. Oh, yeah. oh, you are? Wave at me. Oh, sorry, hi. This is Obi and AJ, yeah? AJ, yes? So they're leading the Afro group. We also have a prayer group for India as well. And we've probably got other groups I don't know about. So God is doing something. What is God doing amongst us? God is causing us to look to the nations. And if we remember, I think it might have been said earlier on, um, but certainly it's been referred to. God has given us this prophetic word over us as a church. Go to the nations and I'll give you Durham. I think it was in the prayer meeting this morning, somebody was talking about that. So go to the nations and I'll give you Durham. 
Um, I've got a, a picture. Um, I don't know if Lisa, you could bring it up. Here we go. There's this other word that we've had about these three vats. Now I'm going to sort of move out of the way, but. When we were looking to move into this building, um, a guy called Adam Finn had a word for the church. And he saw these three big vats in front of this building here. And as you can see, out coming out from this grain, and the word that came was, these vats are for the feeding of the nations. So there is prophetic word over this church uh, about feeding the nations, about going to the nations. And so really what I, I want to bring out this passage, you can take that, that down now, is... I want to emphasize, I guess towards the end of this passage, it's talking about the healing that will go to the nations. What I want to do again is put that alongside what John spoke about. If you remember, John spoke about the river not staying in the temple. The river is not meant to be in here. It's for those outside. And so as he spoke, the river was going out. And he was saying, what is God doing in our communities? What's God doing in our our villages. What's he doing in the society around us? So John was really encouraging us. Let's go to Durham. Let's go to County Durham. Let's see what God's doing here. But I think believe that God is at the same time is encouraging us to go and continue to go to the nations. There is a word for us going to the nations. So it's 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 a continuation. And I like to to go back to the passage in Acts one verse eight where Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's told them they stay in Jerusalem until you receive power. They needed the Holy Spirit. But he says, when you receive power, so where you will receive power, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. There's that progression we see there in, in this passage, going from Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, which is nearby, and to the ends of the earth. And I believe for us there's a very parallel progression. We've got Durham, County Durham, perhaps the UK, but then we're talking about the nations. And that's what God wants to do. That river is taking us to all of those places. It's, a, it's about us moving forward with God in his river, which will enable those things to happen. It's, it's our response to that. Um, that I want to look at now. So to summarise really, God is calling us deeper. What's our response? How, how should we respond to that? So firstly, we need to recognise that it's God's, it's God's initiative. Now the elders didn't think, well, get this idea about a river and we're all, you know, get going. This is God speaking. And just with Ezekiel, Ezekiel didn't make this up. This is God speaking to his prophet. So God is leading him. And that man, probably an an angel, was taking Ezekiel each step of the way. And Ezekiel's part in that was simply to follow. Simply say, I'm coming with you. You Imagine in his vision, he was getting wetter and wetter as he went through the river. Um, But he, he was just responsive. What he didn't do was say, no, I'm not coming with you down the river. So that's the first thing. It's, it's quite a simple thing, but it's being responsive. God wants our hearts to be responsive to him. It's our responsibility, individually and as a church, to respond to what God is doing amongst us. To desire to go deeper with him and not to resist when he's speaking to us. And I've We've got five sort of ways I believe that we can respond to God. God's call to go deeper into Him. So the first one, and I believe 
probably the most important one, is individually to develop our own relationship with God. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this will mean different things for us. It's easy to be prescriptive, and I don't want to be prescriptive. But we all know where we are with God. And we all know that there's more to go with God. So what I want to do is encourage you to go deeper into God. But some, some very obvious things to help us on that journey. The most obvious one is just to spend time, more time with him on your own. Just spending time with him. However you do that, whether it's walking, whether it's in your room, reading the Bible, praying, worshipping. Just encourage you to do that more and more. Jesus taught us the importance of remaining in him. John 15. Last year we were at a conference in Dubai, which is where I got this lovely water bottle, Convergence Conference. Um, and when we were going there, we, it's this wonderful thing when you go on a trip now, you get all these WhatsApp messages, <laughs> prophetic words and things. And one of the words that came was John 15, remain in me. As you abide in me, you know, God is going to do things amongst you. And we got there and the very first prophetic word was Go deeper for longer. And I just got my heart, you know, this is what God wants me to do. God, that's the first thing that God has got for us, is go deeper for him and for longer. And that was a real word that I brought back and actually bought a, a book which is on John 15 and been working through that. But just let that heart cry that's in you respond to God. Go, go deeper with him. So very practically, to pray, to worship, and to read God's word very important but also being part of the body of Christ here it's, it's a it's a core part of being a Christian it's being part of the body of Christ not just here on a Sunday but throughout the week and if, I'd, if you're not in a group and not in an Emmanuel community I really would encourage you to become part of one there's there's um, a board out there with the groups or speak to, speak to Ian being part of a, a, a group in the church during the, during the week is one key way to help you grow in your faith and to deepen your own relationship with God Secondly, I just want to talk about being wholehearted. And I believe that God wants to bring, bring a challenge to us. He's brought a challenge to me through this. God calls us to love him with all our hearts, our soul, our mind and strength. And to love our neighbour as ourselves. We're to be like the good soil in the parable of the sower. Matthew 13. Now Jesus taught that as the sower sowed, that some of it went near the path and it was taken up by the birds. Some of it went on rocky ground where it began to grow, but then it, it died because it didn't have any, any root. The third seed landed on thorny ground. Well, it grew up quite nicely, but then the thorns began to choke the word and it didn't flourish. But the final seed went on good soil where it sprung up and it grew 160 or 30 fold. And it's that third category I really felt God wanting to emphasise on us today, that the thorny ground. Because there are things, I believe, um, in our lives that can choke the word of God. So when Jesus is explaining um, what it means, um, behind me, um, this is what he says about that type of soil. It says, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word of God, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful it's useful sometimes to look at what the other gospel writers say about the same passage because you can get a different different nuance from those so Mark describes these things as the worries of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires 
for other things. And in Luke, it says, The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. And it's just a sense that God wants to bring that to us today as a challenge because it's not necessarily sin in this passage that is causing the issue. There's some good things, pleasures, life's worries, just the everyday. It's just becoming so much that the word of God is, is choked. And I recognize that in my life it's easy for things perhaps to take a bigger place than they should do. And one small, maybe silly example is I'm, I'm a great supporter of West Ham. And um, this year, as you may know, they won the Europa Conference League. And so at that time, so yeah. So, um, but, but you can get really absorbed in these things and it can begin to, to take over your, your life. Or it might be your career. It might be that, you know, your career is great. You love your career and working for God is really important. It is important that you work hard for him. But it just becomes that point where it's drawing you away from other things. It's taking time. It can be simple, good things, just like your family or maintaining your home or it could be just the garden or whatever it is. It could be, and nowadays it's social media, which is a big one. Anything that can have a hold on you. So we've, we've had the example of a of something that can have you a hold on you like alcohol, which is an addiction. But there are other things which can just simply grow slowly in your life. And if you don't observe them, they will just crowd out the word of God. And it's really important that we are vigilant and we allow the Holy Spirit, so I'm asking today the Holy Spirit will speak to us and say, God, where are there thorns in my life that I need to deal with? As I said before, it's, it's not necessarily things that are of themselves bad, which makes it perhaps harder to identify them. But the good news is that we've got the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray later on, we'll ask the Holy Spirit to show us in our hearts if there are things or where there are things that we need to deal with. And the wonderful news is like any part of the gospel, when we recognize them, we come to Jesus, we say, God, I'm sorry, I've been doing this and I've spent too long on that and I've just neglected my time with you. Please forgive me. And because of the cross, Jesus graciously forgives us and we have a fresh start. So it's, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's just um, how we clear our, our life out so that we can move on with him. Finally on that, there's a passage which um, just spoke to me about this. I've not seen this before. I just felt that God was speaking to us today. The good news is that Jesus has taken these things in our lives that would cause us to stumble He's taken those things which would cause us to be choked and he, he will deal with them if we bring them to him. If we remember um, that as he went to Calvary, what was Jesus wearing? He's wearing a crown of thorns. Yeah? So a crown of thorns, a crown of all the things that would stop us, a crown um, of the things that would hold us back. And just as he bore all our sin on the cross he's taken the things which would stop us moving on with him so I believe that if we want to respond to this word to go deeper then God is going to want us just to examine our hearts with him and see if there are things that need to be dealt with we're nearly there not not too far but a few more things prayer prayer is essential if we want to see God move in our lives and in the life of the church we need to be praying. So just because God said we're moving to the next stage, it's not going to happen automatically. God usually says it because he wants us to pray it. <laughs> That's often the way he operates. So God's spoken about going deeper. God's spoken about the river flowing, but we want the river to flow more. So how do we respond? Well, we pray. We can pray individually, but I would encourage you as well, let's pray as a body. 
So there's a prayer meeting here every Sunday um, before the, 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 the meeting at, at 9.30. There's also the monthly prayer meetings uh, every Saturday, the first Saturday of the month. They're, they're the, they're just the formal prayers, but there's obviously praying on your own and other ways of praying. Let's ask God uh, for revival. Let's go ask God to move. We know from history that God very rarely moves without prayer before revival. If you look at the history of, of revival, God is calling people to pray beforehand. But the good news is that God, that's the way God operates. In Luke 11, verse 13, Jesus says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So it's our relationship with our Father. He's our Father. He's waiting to give us the Holy Spirit. How much more will he give the Holy Spirit to us who ask? He's waiting for us to ask. And he will pour it out upon us. So fourthly, I want to encourage us to move on in the gifts of the Spirit. So from 1 Corinthians 14, Paul speaks, um, he's just written this beautiful chapter about love. And he says, follow the way of love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. It's not one or the other. It's almost one comes out of the other because if you love people, you want to serve them by using your gifts. So I really encourage you, we had a great example this morning of somebody being encouraged to use a prophetic gift, the gift of encouragement. Um, if God's given you a gift, just seek him for that and God will have given you gifts. And if he hasn't asked for gifts because he's a good father and he will give you gifts. So God wants us as a church to be moving on in exercising the gifts of the spirit. So it's important to recognize that when God speaks a word, it can be for us individually, but it is for us corporately. And it's this corporately, I believe, that God wants to move on together, encouraging one another as we grow in, in those gifts. Okay. And the last practical application, I believe, is to get involved in what God is doing amongst us with the nations. So join one of the prayer groups this is where I was meant to be saying it in my talk. I came there earlier on. But um, I missed out the Turkic World Group, didn't I, earlier on? So I'm sorry about that one. So let's have the people stand up. If you are um, a leader of a group, um, I'd like you to stand up. Um, I'm going to miss out the Middle East prayer group because I'm here already. So George and Alison lead the Turkic World Group. A wave or stand up? You don't have to stand up. Oh, no, I've got to let you off. So... George and us have spent a long time, uh, many, many years in Turkey. have got a great heart for that part of the world. So if you're interested in that part of the world, please speak to them. Uh, are Danny and Raluca here? Not today. So Danny and Raluca um, lead the European prayer group. So um, you can contact them. Uh, I think details will be in e-news. Then there's the Africa prayer group. Obi and IJ, do you want to stand up? Our I guess our baby prayer group. It's only just started, but you had a great launch, didn't you, when you started that off? And God is really moving. We also have the webs in Africa at the moment. So they're in Kenya. Um, we've got a real heart for what God's doing in Africa. Now, this is the... Now, Tina, are you praying for India? Is that right? Is Tina around? Yes? You've been praying for Caroline, but Caroline's coming back. Yes. But we still pray for India. We, we also, Alan has had a prayer group for Finney as well. So um, speak to Alan about that. Is there anybody I've missed? Because there might have been another prayer group in the last week that sprung up. Wave at me. No? We'll see. But there's already those. So if you feel stirred by God about this word, just ask God, where, you know, where do you want me, do you want me to join in with one of these? Find out what God's doing in among the nations. It's very exciting. We hear what God's doing. Just this week, I've had the privilege of 
in, in inverted commas, going to Saudi Arabia, because one of the people we know in Saudi has gone on a trip to this new city called Neom, which is going to be near where Mount Sinai was. Got these pictures of them driving there, and they met a church, which is meeting there. It's just like, wow, God, you're doing amazing things. So please get involved with one of those. But in addition to that, and, and Lucy, if you've got the, the next slide, um, and it was up there earlier on, we have this event coming up in October called a Night Concert of Prayer. And we've not done this before. This is a new venture. And we really want to press into God for the nations. And for me, this is, a, this is literally an outworking of going deeper with God. We are going to commit to spend a half, half night, almost a whole night in prayer, I think, isn't it? Um, from eight in the evening to six o'clock in the morning. Um, from Friday, October the 20th, to Saturday the 21st. And what we're going to do there is we're going to spend time praying for each of these areas that we're working in. So the first part of that uh, that night will be half an hour for each of those groups. So you're very welcome, and we would encourage you to come along. You don't have to come for the whole lot, but you can if you want to, because um, it will be an amazing time. We'll be pressing as God. But I would encourage you if, you, if God's stirring your heart, please do come along to, to part of that night of prayer, and uh, believe that God will really encourage you and perhaps speak to you about what he's got for you. Okay, great. So what I'd like to do is to respond to, to what God's been saying this morning. Um, but before that, I felt strongly before this meeting that we should be praying for any teachers in our congregation. Um, now that happened before everything happened this week. Um, if you've kept up with the news, um, refer to my notes, this rack, which is the, the reinforced autoclaved aerated concrete yeah the problem with a lot of school buildings they found this concrete which is is not as strong as normal concrete a number of schools had to close we know that schools in in the Durham area have had to close so that is a a very current issue to pray into but before even before that I felt God saying he wants us to pray for the teachers among us so what I'd like us to do and it's going to involve Lucy moving down from there is if if you're a teacher uh, this is not at the moment for lecturers, it's just for teachers. If you're a teacher, would you stand up? We want the people around you just to pray for you. So Ryan, um, anybody else? I don't know if you're, if you're a teacher in any way or you're helping a school. What I would love to do is us to gather around you and we want to pray for you because you are significant people in the lives of the children that you are around. It, being a teacher at the moment has, has never been easy, but there's a lot of issues going on in schools at the moment, which you need great wisdom for. So I'm going to pray. Can I, let's move. Let's move around. Let's get three or four people around each one of these people. I'm, I'll start off praying, but I'd like you then just to pray into the situation and ask God to move in their lives. Give them strength for this term. So Father, we, want, we thank you for each of these people that are standing up. Lord, we want to ask, Holy Spirit, will you empower them this term, this year? Will you give them the strength that they need, not just physically to do the work but spiritually to stand in the schools that you've put them in Lord, that they would be salt and light in this generation Lord, that the children that they minister would see something in them which is different they would see the light of jesus lord and they would have great wisdom as they deal with all the various issues that they have to deal with in the classroom today lord we just pray this all in jesus name so if you pray we just keep praying for them for a few minutes please
Right, thank you. And please do keep praying for our teachers. We also had a really great time this morning praying for all our children in the the prayer meeting before. Uh, So I'd like us to respond to what God is saying this morning. Let's just go over what he's, he's said to us. So God is speaking to us about the river. The river of God, that is the Holy Spirit, is flowing here. Wow, God is here in our midst, yeah? But God is saying he is moving us deeper into the river. He wants us to respond to that. But there may be things in our lives that God's been speaking to about us to us about this morning which we need to deal with. And I want to just give an opportunity to respond to that. Um, so I can't remember. Tina, would you like to come back and play for us, please? Um, and what I'd like is the ministry team, if you'd like to come to the front, and we are going to give you the opportunity. If you believe uh, God's speaking to you, feel God's speaking to your heart, and you want some help, just someone to stand alongside you as you as you deal with that. So if you're in the ministry team, also I would encourage you, if you lead an Emmanuel community, please do come out as well. Uh, we just want as many people as possible to be able to pray for people. If you feel that God is speaking to you, specifically about things that you know that you need to ask for prayer, please do come out. But if you also want to respond just to the general desire to follow God. So this is an anything. Anybody can come out of this. If your heart is, yes, God, I want more of you. I want to follow you. Please also come out. Because what I want to pray for now is that the Holy Spirit will come upon us as a congregation. So if we'd like to stand, let's all stand. and Let's just pray that God will do what he's been speaking about this morning, that people um, will go deeper in him. So I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come now. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are speaking. We thank you you're here. And Lord, we just want to quiet our hearts before you now. We want to hear what you're saying into our hearts, Lord. We thank you that you are a gracious God. Lord, that you love us too much to leave us where we are. Lord, you operate in our hearts, Lord. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you come and touch each one of us this morning. Speak to us and fill us afresh, Lord. Lord, we acknowledge we need more of your Holy Spirit every day. Come now, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come and touch us, we pray in Jesus' name.